Hey, everybody. Kevin Heffernan. And Steve Lemmy. Uh, thanks for listening to Chewing It. You're wonderful. Um, we got a great episode this week. Uh, our buddy J. Chandra Sekar comes on to talk about his book. He's got a new book out. Yep. Uh, but first, we want to roll through our business real quick. Uh, there's a little uh, little ad copy I was given by the people of Nerdist. Do it. And it's it's not really an ad, but it is. It's uh, it's one of these surveys. You know, like they do these surveys mm-hmm. to figure out who's listening to your show, okay. what kind of stuff they want to get. So it's also about advertising, right? Because we love having great advertisers support our show. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, we need your help. So go to podsurvey.com slash chewing it and take a quick anonymous survey that'll help us get to know you a little better. I think I'm going to do that. You are? Yeah. Uh, well, it's that way. that's the way we show advertisers just how great our listeners are. So even if you've taken the, the show's podcast listener survey before, this is a new one. It's a different one. And so it'd be great if you could just go do it. Go take it. Uh, it's real quick. And then once you've done it, here's what you get, man. You can enter to win a $100 Amazon gift card. What about that? A little prize, there huh? There you go. I'm winning that thing. Enter to win. Like what would you do? Would you give it some, to the Chew Crew, if you will? If I won the Amazon gift card, yeah, I'd give it to the Chew Crew. Okay. What I, you know what I'd do? Yeah. Once I won it. Yeah, when you win. I would then take it to the first live show that we're doing, and I'd give it to the first Chew Crew member Ooh, that I met. That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it would be a little dubious if you won it, though, wouldn't it? People would be like, oh, wait a minute. Well, what that would mean if this I won, guy won it, it. It, would, it would mean that most likely, like, only... Five people showed up to take this. Oh, all right. Well, and then you're one and, of the five. So and you then have a my odds are really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so go take the survey. Podsurvey dot com slash chewing it. That's p o d s u r v e y dot com slash chewing c h e w i n. And thanks for your help. Okay, uh, that's for uh, the advertising stuff. Now for us, for you and me, for Steve Lemmy and Kevin Hafford in live, we've got a couple dates coming up, everybody. So this weekend we will be at Grand Rapids. Yes. March 18th, Grand Rapids at Laugh Fest. Uh, we'll be at the Wealthy Theater. Wealthy Theater. But mm-hmm. you don't have to be wealthy. Uh, so come out. There are still tickets available for that. Two shows, 7.30, 10 o'clock. That's this Saturday night. March 18th. You will be Grand rich Rapids. with laughter. I will say that. Then in a couple of weeks, we're going to be up in San Francisco. Yeah. One of our favorite places, Cobb's Comedy Club. We'll be there March 30th, 31st, and April 1st. And uh, tickets are on sale now. So uh would love to see some Chew Crew up there in San Francisco. Let's pack that house. Have some laughs. Uh, and then a month later, end of April, we'll be in Winnipeg, north of the border. Mm-hmm. Rumors Comedy Club. You think they'll allow us back in? I think so. Uh, no, not. I'm sorry, not back into Canada, but back into America. Oh, back into the United States. Yeah. Well, we got to figure that out, I guess. Do yeah. you have, are you from one of the six countries that's not allowed to come back in? No, I'm good. Okay, good. Uh, that's April 27th, 28th, 29th, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Winterpeg, as they call it. Yeah. And then uh, the next weekend, we will be in Tacoma, Washington. That's uh, May 4th, 5th, and 6th. We'll be at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Tickets on sale for that. And then we just uh, confirms that we're going to be in Phoenix, right? We're going to be at Stand Up Live. Yeah. Second week of June, right? So, so it was like June 7th, 8th, that kind of time? I believe so. I believe uh, so. We'll put those dates up. But anyway, all this stuff, you can find it at com. It has the ticket information and links to the pages where you can buy the tickets. So do that, okay? Grand Rapids, San Francisco, Tacoma, Winnipeg, Phoenix. Yeah, and more dates coming. More dates coming. Um, all right, everybody. Enough of that stuff. Uh, enjoy J. Turner Sekar. Now entering nerdist.com. 
Truett with a guy named Kevin. Truett and this other guy Steve. Truett from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast. Truett, they're gonna get chewy. Truett, they might even get me. Truett, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Oh, everybody's eating. I'm eating. What are you eating? A new book, perhaps? You know what? I'm not. I'm. I'm not eating a book. I'm reading a book. You are. But I'm eating popcorn, movie popcorn, and a hot dog. Okay. Because I saw a movie last night. <clears throat> oh, you did? Mm-hmm. John Wick. Oh, how was it? Oh, fuck. Wikipedia, baby. It was good? Dude, it's, I almost think it's better than the first one. How about you, Jay? What are you eating? I'm eating a rare African nut. <laughs> really? A rare African nut. Testicle? <laughs> or a, a nut? I don't know. So it's something I picked off a tree. Okay. In rarest Africa. With your mouth? Yeah, no one knows it's actually. Um, the, the I, I, I have to go. What I would say, I'm reading this book. I'm che- I'm eating up this book like crazy, man. Okay, I'm chewing on this book. Nice. There's a new book that's hitting the shelves. It's in town. It's hitting the bookstores right now. What's it called? It's called Mustache Shenanigans. Who's it written by? And it's by an author. You might be familiar with him. I think he's one of your favorite authors, actually. Uh, okay. He, His name's Jay Chandrasekhar. It's. I'll tell you what. He sent me, uh, I got the, the digital copy at 11.30 last night. Okay, so, uh, so he's coming on the podcast, we're talking about his book, and he sent you the book when? At, at 11.30. Okay. So, like, I actually woke up, I was asleep already, I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. Okay. And just checked my email, and I saw, and the first line I saw was like, I know it's ridiculously late for me to be sending this to you. I, I laughed in my sleep and, and turned off my phone. <laughs> That's where I got the book in November. I read it in November. Well, so. the funny thing is, is, I remember last time I was on the show, you were berating me about my view of my, our history and the stories. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Send it to you in advance? And you're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent it to Heffernan. And then I probably have like 40 emails to myself, like, send, let me the book. Hmm. Including one yesterday, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna send love the book. <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> well, we talked about it last week because we talked about you coming on, and then you were like, Oh, I gotta send love the book. Right. I gotta See? send love the book. Yeah. There you go. And so I figured that you did, but then, uh, but then I, you know, we went away this weekend, and uh, he was like, Oh, I didn't get the book yet. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, uh, I'll ask him well, again thought, to come on the podcast, and we'll I figure it I'd out. Have more time because I thought you go, Hey, how about in a week? And I go, Okay, right. I'll send love the book. Right. But you're like, How about tomorrow? I'm like, You gotta send love the book. <laughs> Over here at Chewing It Enterprises, we move quickly. But what I do when I walk in here, you handed me the very first copy of the book. Boom. You're the the guy who got the first copy of the book. This is valuable right here. First copy. Did he sign it? No. What the fuck? We'll get that going. All right, let's get a signature on that. We'll thing. get that going. I want some. I want a tasty autograph. All right, oh, so man. this is like Chandra Zegar is on a is on a book tour right now. Are, are He's you, doing publicity is this right now. Book tour. This is part of his book tour. This is part of my book tour. This right. is the. Second interview of my book tour. Oh, shit. Ooh, what, what was, was the first, first one? Lake Michigan Magazine. Oh, that's a hot publication. We've got to read by the lake. How did, we, right. uh, how did we fall second place at Lake Public? I don't Michigan? know. But you're doing like a big, like you're going on Colbert. You're I'm doing all kinds do of stuff. Colbert. I did like a Carson Daly kind oh, of thing. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You're you going should all call around. him Colbert. Colbert. Yeah. Mr. Colbert. Oh, I did a Carson Daly show. I did something. Okay. What, like you already did it? A radio thing? It, this is my third interview okay, for the book. Apparently we're, we're, we're tumbling down the That's ladder. okay. That's okay. This is going to be the longest interview for the book. There you go. Okay. Right? There you go. Col- Col- Colbert's only going to have him for about five minutes. What if Colbert has him on for 45 minutes? That would be great. I mean, that would be great for all of us. 
<laughs> Wouldn't it be? I, it would be. Here's what my initial review of the book is. Yeah. Good pictures. Okay. That's okay. the thing, though. That's the beauty of it, Lemmy, is that when I got the book, it didn't have the pictures in it yet. Okay. So this is a nice new thing, and now you, you, you're seeing this pictures the first time I'm seeing the pictures. Are you going to smack that book all day long? I am going to smack it because I like having a hard copy. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see who's got more pictures, you or me. Let's, we're tied 1-1 <laughs> one, one right there. This will be great for the listening audience. 2-2. Two, two. Now, right, While you figure that out, let me talk to Chandra Sagar. Okay, do it. Um, I haven't read the book. I know, I know. Oh, I could talk about it. But we're going to talk about the book, but I, I wanna, uh, let's lead in first with um, what? What? No, no. You want to tell say, people who are listening about the pictures you're looking at in the book? Is that what you're going to tell me? Don't you know? Look, you don't have to be a slave to our dynamic. We got our friend on the show. I missed okay. an opportunity to send you the book in advance. I just want to say that. That's all right. I, you know, I don't mind. It just means what you're going to get is a dry interview out of Heffernan with a lot of questions. How's it a dry interview? He'll just he'll just ask you straightforward questions. That's what you need. It's better than me, you know, distracting everyone with comedy and joke telling <laughs> and looking and, at pictures. And, and Maybe what yeah. I can do is after you've had a chance to read the book. I'll come back in. You can give me a couple <laughs> wet questions, and then I'll get. I'll, I'll fuck up. Okay. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna expertly weave the comedy and the questions together, Lemmy. That's what what's gonna I, happen. Here, I have read some of this book. Yeah. Okay. I read something called about something called unaided awareness. Okay. So, so this book is interesting because you're also educating people on the film culture. On That's the, on right. Are you start? Are you restarting? Yeah, clearly. Are we started? Because what you're doing is you're going to like the last chapter. We don't have and to. And then you're just asking a question about it. We don't it. have to be linear like you want to be. Maybe we should talk like big picture, like when's the book coming out and that kind of shit before you ask about the last chapter. In the book. We can do that whenever we Maybe fucking we want to. <laughs> this is called freeform, you mother. Okay. You know what somebody asked the other day? What? We had a uh, uh, take questions from the, the true crew. Somebody tweeted in, are you guys going to be breaking up because you haven't been you've been fighting a lot lately <laughs> really? this is the fucking reason why wow well you know I mean I, I think, like to do things Some in an orderly fashion famous you hear you can tell when famous broadcasting duos are about to break up like Mike Francesca and the and, Mad Dog Mike and the, the Mad, Mad Dog Mike and the Mad Dog were they not getting they along can't see, they yeah. seem to not be able to stand each other but then if that's the case just listening to our first podcast you would have thought that we never would have made it this is we're almost at 200 so yeah I mean, what the fuck, right? Yeah, everyone knows. I mean, the theme song should be called, like, he's the linear one, he's the not linear one. <laughs> he's he's anal, he's wild. Right, right. That would be a great that song. That would be fucking great, wouldn't it? But for, before we, well, before we go to the book, though, before we go to the book, yeah, let's get out of the shit out of the way. Okay. Not our shit, but like, because I'll, I'll add that later, but I want to get, uh, people are... Going to be clamoring for a Super Troopers two update because mm. Chandra Sekar's here. Mm. So let's before we talk book, let's go Super Troopers two update. A real update? Yeah, like a real. No, update. Do a jokey one. Do a jokey one. Like first. an honest update? Yeah, like people are like, "Where's the fucking movie?" And so we should tell them where okay. we are right now. Right like, now, what process are we in right the, now? The uh, we're about to sit down with the Eagles of Death Metal. Right. We're going to um, play. On the on the uh, soundtrack, they're going to yeah. record the soundtrack. Yeah, we told the Chew Crew that last week. They're going to watch a movie. They're going to jam. They're going to play a little guitar. Who knows what's going to happen? Do some stings. Some stings. Yeah. Have you watched that documentary yet? That HBO documentary. I have, and I'm a it's little good. bit afraid to. I was afraid to, and then I just jumped in. Afraid yeah. to because I, you don't want to relive that experience. I don't like uh, like Muslim terrorism. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in this book. I'm not into it. No, I agree. And that's why it was hard to watch, but then we just dove in. I am. That's not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my bag, baby. Sure. 
And it's, you know, those those events seem so recent that it's hard to relive them. I don't like all that Alu Akbar and then machine gunning everybody. Yeah, I get you. I'm not into that. that that's the part a, that's uncomfortable. There that should be a chapter in here called Terrorism Ain't My Jam, baby. <laughs> it, that, if you read the book, you'd know that there is. No, I, I read the chapter headings, but okay. we're not talking about the book yet. Good. I feel um, like when you criticize him for not reading the book, you're really criticizing me because I didn't give him the book. Exactly. But I'm criticizing you. Exactly. I'm criticizing you for not giving me more time to send him the book. Oh, okay. So now it's like a, it's like a triangle. Like a circular Let's thing. Let me defend my partner here, motherfucker. <laughs> cut the interview short if he's not happy to be here. Fucking cut it off. Well, we made him drive all the way out to my house. It's okay. That's all right. That's out cool. here in the middle of buttfuck Egypt. <laughs> what did you say? Buttfuck Egypt? Buttfuck e- butt Egypt? <laughs> yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Have you not heard that expression? No. Buttfuck Egypt? No, I never heard that. You've never heard that? Have you heard that, James? Uh, buttfucking is pretty popular in Egypt, I hear. I think that's where the expression comes from. Okay. Buttfuck Egypt. I've never... That's, that's a phrase for being out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, it's like the boondocks, basically. Okay. Wow, I've never heard that before. That's great. You've really never heard the term never. buttfuck no. Egypt? Okay. I've heard of each term individually. Yes, I have too. <laughs> You've heard of Egypt alone? Yeah, and buttfuck. But I've heard like like buttfuck Iowa, buttfuck Nebraska, like that kind of thing. But oh, okay. I guess Egypt. Well, Egypt is just farther away. Than it Iowa really is far away. Nebraska. Okay. Right. It's like a really remote part of Egypt. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the anus. Oh, there you go. <laughs> have you ever been, you've never been to the anus of, e- of Egypt? It's I've hot. never been to Egypt. It's hot. Yeah, me either. Are you not from Egypt? No. Are you not Egyptian? No. Are you not the Sphinx? Um, okay, so we're, Eagles of Death Metal, right? We're going to sit with them. We're going to do some scoring. Then we're going to, uh, you know, mix the movie. You've got some sound mix to do. Mix the sound. Mm-hmm. We're currently talking to Fox Searchlight about an exact release date. Okay, we're hoping the summer. Hoping this summer. Yep, that's the hope. Could be February. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem is that it's up to them now. We it's finished the movie. It's done. We cut it. It's done. We're going to have a big test screening next week. Yeah. But they get to decide when they put the movie out. Yeah. We don't have any control over yeah. it. So. But they love it. They love it. It's a good flick. They love it. It's yeah. good shit, man. They love it. Everyone's going to love it. Yeah. Why don't you... Uh, what about this? Can you do this? Can you sh- take a clip to Colbert? Show? Well, I mean... Well... <laughs> I, that would mean I'd be promoting a film that we didn't know when it was coming True. out. True. When are you doing Colbert? Colbert. On the 27th of March. Very soon. Next week. Okay. So that'll be four days after the test screening, which means, in theory, we could have a release date. Sure. In, in theory. theory. Maybe we'll see. In theory. In theory. Yeah. But then what if the release date is February, then showing a clip now, you know, maybe that's a little premature. Early. Okay. So anyway, it's done. Now we're waiting for a release date. Yeah. Right? I mean, all these updates, this movie better be good. I, it, it better be. But, you know, like we've done multiple screenings so far. All of them have been great. Yeah. And everyone loves the movie. So it is good. It is good. We know it's good. It better be as good as these updates are. Our Indiegogo site is uh, every few weeks, or every day, there's there's more people who are like, where's this fucking movie? I want my money back. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But or that, my T-shirt. They want my T-shirt. They want my... Uh, no, a lot of, there are people who are, who are like, you know, I was happy to give two years ago. Yeah. But not, I don't even know what's going on with this movie. I want my money back. The only I people know. who want this movie to come out more than those people are me and you right. and him. Yeah. Right. And, the, and the, the thing is, it's done. It's done. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's good. There's nothing that we, like, we have done everything we can, and now we're just at the and mercy it, of the studio. It's done thanks to those people who donated money. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. We, we, so I say thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've thanked Thank you. You're going to see it. It's coming. Uh, no, okay. So, beyond that, we're here for the book. Tell me the release date on this book. 
March 28th. And when do you want this podcast to go up? Do you want it to go up now, or do you want it to go closer to March 28th? Well, look, I found out that the book business loves pre-sales. Oh, let's put it up now. They like... Like, the higher the pre-sales, the better chance it gets on the bestseller list, mm. oh. and then the more they promote it, and then it's a circle of fun. That's interesting. Okay. So they're like, get those pre-sales up. So that would be like us. Like, now we want Fandango to buy to sell a bunch of tickets in advance. That's right. Advanced sales. But it that, doesn't work that way. It's opening weekend for movies. It is. But with books, it's, books, I mean, it's pre-sales. books it goes weeks and weeks and weeks after, but they That's like pre-sales because they're like, look, everybody likes it. Okay. There's interest to buy it. How are your pre-sales? Uh, they're good so far. Okay. I think they're I think they're somewhere around seven eight hundred. They're about to fucking spike, bro. They are about to spike. What you guys are like the most listened to podcast yeah. in show business? Yeah, and we have a couple mil now. <clears throat> or our fastest growing yeah, couple mil. We got a couple mil now. So. Couple million, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, per day. Well, per day, we're gonna find out. Uh, you know, if you see a spike. can you track that? Can you track your spike that's gonna happen? Maybe yeah. tomorrow or the next. Yeah, day? we can track it. Okay, good. I mean, okay. it's you know, it'll be hard to d- determine whether it's like Lake Michigan Magazine and you, but you know, yeah. Actually, right. actually, what you can do is have all the True Crew members who want to buy your book on Amazon go through the True Crew site, the True in It site. Okay. And link to the Amazon through that. That'd be good. Okay. That'd be I great. will say this. Yeah. Barnes & Noble gets a little peeved when we direct people only to Amazon. Oh, okay. Uh, eBay. Must, mustache Shenanigans. Mustache Shenanigans by J. Chandler Saker. Now, uh, a lot of people have said to me... Uh, that there's a, a nose, your nose is on the f- cover of this book, and it was in the promotional stuff. They said it looks like a dick. You know, I, I noticed that today. Today, really? Yeah. Because I, I was, saw a bunch of people like, tweet it and Facebook it and say, is that supposed to be a dick? It looks like uh, it looks like a dick from from like the above view. Yeah, like you're looking down at your hair. Maybe dick. that's like a little bit of like a uh, pube. The mustache looks like a pube, <laughs> and you're like looking... Down. Maybe sure. it's a sunny day of some sunglasses on a dick. <laughs> right. I Put see some that. sunglasses on that dick. I see that. Do you think they uh, punked me, the artist who... Uh, I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it was like, uh, hey, let's try to get a dick in the, by this guy. And uh, I like that it's a brown it. dick. It is. You know, I mean, that's why. It's your dick. It's my dick. There's yeah. always a dick in any illustration. Like, if you look at it's any true. illustration in this house, there's going to be a, a subliminal it's dick true. in it. There's going to be a dick in it. Uh, and, there's, and there's one in this book. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like bad. that there's a dick on the cover. It's fun to get a a, a, a book cover, though. Huh? Look at that. Yeah. It's fucking great. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy with it. Um, and so, okay, so this book is, a lot of it is talking about super troopers and the making of super troopers, but it's also like your childhood and your college years and our early years making movies. Yeah. And then the kind of the, uh, the bulk of the middle of it is super troopers. And then you talk about other stuff, Dukes of Hazzard. Beer Fest. Yeah, Beer Fest and that kind of stuff. I left out, mostly left out uh, the Slam and Salmon in, okay. in the event you wanted to write a book. Oh, thank you. Okay. You I don't know. It. It's, it's hard work writing a book. I don't know if, I, if I'm up for it. It's hard work. You know, I, I decided to approach this book originally. I'm like, I'm going to tell all the stories exactly how they happened. Yeah. And then I'll go back later and clean it up so I... I'm not totally embarrassed and offended. offended Clean it up, meaning like take out stuff that take might be out offensive. The, there are dirty details. Then I'm then I went back and read those. So I'm like, I can't take out the dirty details, right? And so I'm like, I just ma- I just wrote a dead honest memoir. Okay. Uh, and and some people will be like, you know, <laughs> it's a little dirty in places. Well, that's the funny thing is we had a conversation the other day about your dad reading the book, yeah, for the first time, and your mom reading the book right. too. And what? Uh, how did that go? Well, I was I was uh, at my dad's house uh, in California here, and he 
I opened the trunk and he was standing there. He goes, hey, there's your book. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he goes, let me read it. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. You want to find out about all the cocaine I did in high school <laughs> right, and uh, the right. acid and the <laughs> right. mushrooms and all that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you can read it. And, so I and all that shit's him. flashing through your mind. Does he not know any of that stuff? Uh, <laughs> he had. He didn't know the the. No, he didn't know the details. He certainly didn't. My dad. My father always said everything in moderation. To which I'd say everything, and he'd say everything in moderation. And I always thought that was like a a tacit approval of me doing cocaine. Okay. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. <laughs> That's a read between the lines. It probably wasn't. Jay, what I'm trying to say is try cocaine. Yeah. But I Just mean, don't go crazy. I do a ton of it. He sent me a chapter by chapter review on, on, my, oh. on my text. Okay. And uh, in the middle of it, he goes, I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> uh, he goes, but you know, he goes, and I'm, and I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. A little bit surprised, and he goes, part of me is a little bit jealous, because I did not get to live all of that. That's interesting. Then he says, but I do have some stories that would uh, that would shock you. That would turn you white. And I said, tell me them. <laughs> and he said, no, they will die in the grave with me. What? Yeah. Why? He's got to tell you. He won't tell me. You now know, you've he, told him your stories. What the hell? He goes, you're well known. Nobody cares about my stories. You yeah. know what you have to do is take him out, <laughs> snort some coke with him. That'll open him right yeah, up. Yeah, that'll do it. That's the honesty drug, right? Yeah. Do you think that there there's stories from when he was like, you know, a kid or well, we lived, or is this know, like him and your mom we Chica- stories? Or? We were in Chicago in the seventies. Yeah. A lot of people drinking martinis. Sure. You know, he used to disappear for eight hours a day to play tennis on the weekends. Sure. Probably went to the Playboy Club. Who knows what was going by the way, he took us to the Playboy Mansion in the seventies. That was the that in, was the heyday. On Lake Geneva. Okay. And we you know, we spent a weekend there. So right. you know. Okay. Maybe the you know, maybe a couple, couple. I found his porn stash. Uh, in his closet. What did it consist of? Uh, it consisted of Playboys and penthouses. Okay, so nothing That's like... Uh, where I learned my nothing. love of uh, erotic uh, Penthouse letters or whatever. Penthouse letters. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of letters. The forum. The penthouse Lemmy's penthouse talked about forum. his favorite penthouse forum stories in the past. Love the forum. Yeah, well, that was my first orgasm was off of a penthouse forum. <laughs> okay. And it was an accident. The written word? It was the written word. Okay, no pictures, huh? No I'll pictures. I'll yeah. still jack it to the written word. <laughs> you Like what, like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? No, so? there's a thing called <laughs> Kristen's Letters. Kristen's Archives. Okay. And you can look it up and like... And it's what, like a, just a website or something? Yeah, some website. I read. A, I read one about a professor and his wife, and they go to Africa. And, and she's she's like gang banged by a bunch of like uh, <laughs> tribal Whoa. guys, and you're Whoa. like, oh dear. I, you know, it's funny because I don't like. I never would think about any of my friends jacking off, but mm-hmm. I do like the idea of you sitting in front of your keyboard jacking <laughs> off to the written word. <laughs> Especially yeah, African bang. Well, there's some there's some jacking off in this book. There is right. Yeah. There is. That was one of the notes I sent to Chandler Sagar. Was like maybe maybe one less jack off story. Dial back the jack off. Dial back the jerking off. A like what's bit. the? Uh, are you allowed to tell any? Like tease any of the stories? What's your jack off story? Yeah, we're gonna tell some of these stories. Come on, got it right. Yeah, I talked about uh, the time I went to New Braunfels, Texas, to tennis camp, mm-hmm. and uh, I I. Uh, at the time, I had just discovered lotion, and I had, <laughs> I had started sort of jerking off like five or six times a day. So I was like, my dick started to look like an hourglass. It was like, you know, <laughs> skinny in the middle and big on top yeah. and big on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I uh, went to tennis camp, 
and I get there, I'm like, I'm like 11 or 12, and there are 10 guys in the cabin, so I can't jerk off at all. I'm going off from jerking off like six times a day to zero times a day. Okay. How old are you? About 11, 12, maybe. Okay. And, and so I like, on the fourth day, I just couldn't take it anymore, and I just started fake coughing. And I, I took the day off to jerk off, right? And, uh, and so Three other guys. Everybody went to play tennis, and I went looking, you know, for lotion. And I could, I'm, like, in people's luggage. I'm in, like, the cabinets. I'm, like, like Gollum. I'm, like, I need the yeah. lotion. Right? I can't find it anywhere. And finally, finally, I find a tube of cream, and I fucking start jerking off, right? And I'm, you know, imagining, like, like the hot tennis instructor keeping me for overhead lessons, whatever. And then I feel that just the most brutal, agonizing pain I've ever felt. And I look at the tube, and it says Ben Gay Sports Cream. Oh boy! And I, well, I'm 12. Right? I've never had a muscle ache in my life. Right? Sure. So it was fucking brutal. And I ran to the shower, my mm-hmm. and uh, scrubbed it off, and scrubbed it off, and got it cold water. Then I finally got out, and I sat down, and uh, and then, but it was so ba- the pain kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. I went in six showers, in and out. And finally, I just went and played tennis. Oh, my God. Well, you bounce awful. back when you're 12. You bounce back from that shit. Yeah. But you make that mistake once. Sure. Yeah. But th- th- these are the stories that, you know, I was like, okay. Like, there's, uh, there's other stuff in this book, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's stuff about... That I was like... And... Well, no, but I was like... What I was really impressed with was... Okay. We've talked about this. When people... When, you, when comics write a book these days, or when people who are in the film business write a book, a lot of times they'll tell you, you know what? Find a, something to talk about to make it, you know... More meaningful, and then you can tell your stories throughout, right? We, a we've, through line, a, a through line. We've talked about this, and the, and I, you know, and tell me if I'm wrong. The through line is it in this, which I, I liked a lot, was kind of the more racial side of your background, right? Yeah, I mean, wh- when you write the story of your life, you discover the themes of your life right. that were apparently there all along. You didn't really notice, them. sure. But as you write every story, you're like, okay, it has a little bit of that, and it has a little bit of race in it, a little bit of race in it, and you're like, oh, there's there's a whole there's a whole thing there. Yeah, and I, you know, to me, knowing you, like, you know, I I know a lot of these stories, and I've, I've been involved in a lot of these stories. But reading this book, I was like, whatever. We we make a lot of Indian jokes, and we do that, whatever. But to me, you're colorless. Like, we're all colorless, is what I'm saying. I see you as brown. Yeah, thank right? you. But I'm saying, like, I've never thought about what you had to go through. And and reading this book was when I did it. You know what I mean? Right. Or I, I never really appreciated well, it. How about this? Since I haven't read the book, yeah. due to some negligence on the part of the two of you. Right. Why don't you, well, I think, me, I think why don't you tease me a little bit? Tease a, a little bit. What did you go through, Jay? Well, I mean, I, I, think, I think what some of these stories in here are about, you know, uh, being a, uh, not being a white guy and, and, and how do you experience that? And, and being an Indian guy and how do you experience that? And some of the things that you've run into. Th- and... And there's some great chapters in here. There's like this 9-11 chapter where you talk about how perception has really changed. And then you ended up getting lumped into this whole thing, you know? Well, look, Indians get, get a, are suffering like a very rough case of mistaken identity right now. I mean, that, that's why that Kansas thing. The Kansas thing that's happened to Kansas. That yeah, fucking two- bullshit thing where the guy wa- kill, kills the two Indian guys. Yeah. Because he's a fucking scumbag. He doesn't, and he was like, get out of my country. And he shoots two Indian guys. You know? Right, and then he, he's in jail, and he was shocked. He was like, "I thought they were Iranian guys." Yeah, like that excuse. Like that matters, it. but like that excuse. It. But, but that hits home what you're. Well, going through, I'll just say this: Indians are. You ever see the movie Gandhi? I did. That's us. We're the peace guys. Right, right. We invented yoga. 
<laughs> right, right. And Chess. sex, and right. sex. Right. Tantric sex, yeah. Yeah. We'll hump for days and, and never come. And the Kama come. Sutra. Yeah, sure. we did that too. We're, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we have this whole thing going, right? Sure. Peace, love, man. Now, granted, you know, we, we, we got some skin color in common. I get it. Sure. I get it. But it's like... You know, North Carolina and South Carolina, totally different people. You know what I mean? <laughs> are they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if they are. Right. But, yeah, yeah. No, there's some there's some certain, like, lumping in that's going on. Yeah. And some, you know, some of our, I would say, in a, in a without being snobby, some of our less sophisticated citizens yeah. are kind of like, ah, you know, whatever. They're all really, the same. Can't tell the difference. Yeah. I'm going to go in and shoot up a whatever, a mini mart. Yeah, which is it's just ridiculous on, mu- on multiple levels. But it puts a bullseye on you just because of the way you look. It does. And I've seen that a couple times in our lives together, but not, didn't appreciate it as much as when I read this book. Like we, I can't remember the stories in here, but we've been like, I remember us, uh, we were driving through the south going to South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And yeah. we stopped yeah. to get the yeah. oil change in, in your car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they were pretty frosty to you, this guy. And then we sat in the car as you were in the store, and well, we riffed on what the, was yeah, going through those guys' from minds. From our perspective, it was your car, so you got to talk to the guy. I remember the guy, he had a fat head, he had big lamb chop sideburns, Yeah, and he was wiping grease off his hands as he, he was looking at you cat-eyed as he approached the car, and we were inside... We were riffing to it like we were like he's saying to himself, "Now this is the strangest looking N I have ever seen in my life." <laughs> right, right. This is a curiosity. Now right. it was right out of a fucking movie. The yeah. guy had he was missing three prominent teeth as well, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not a good idea." But also, that's pre nine eleven. So, so yeah. after nine eleven, then it's a different thing. It's like get this guy, you know, blow up my. My country, and this guy's going to do da 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 You know what I mean? It's like... Well, my dad and his buddy, when in like 64, decided to take a cross-country trip, and my dad had like a, a Volkswagen Bug, and they, they drove to California from New York, and they drove the southern route in 64, and they got, went into a diner in Georgia, Yeah, and they were sitting there, <laughs> they ordered, they wanted to order, and the waitress like, I'm sorry, sir, we don't serve black people here. And he said, we had Indian. And the, and the waitress goes, oh, my apologies. Here you go. And he, she gives him, <laughs> gives him the, uh, the uh, menus. And he ate, they ate there. He was like, right. that was a little weird. The part of right. the story he never told you was that he banged her with the, the cocaine off of her. That's one of those secret yeah. stories. That he but to the grave. To the grave. <laughs> well, you talked in here about that, those kind of moments, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. In terms of this nine eleven chapter and this other kind of racial stuff that, but you know, here's the thing: it's like it, 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 the way you phrased it was like that I've had to go through, but I never really think about it that way. Yeah, well, like, that's my point: is that I don't think about it, but you do. You go through a different reality than we go through. I do. Wasn't you there, do? Even I, though you don't perceive it that way, because we're all in the same whatever we you know we've been together for so long, we've we run in the same circle, whatever it is. But there is definitely. Now it's like, you know this, when you walk into a plane line or when you walk into whatever, there are people now who are like, get out of my fucking country. Well, there are people, but interestingly, the TSA are like the biggest uh, right. beer fest and pot <laughs> right. fest right. future fans. So right. that, that doesn't, it hasn't really manifested itself so much that way, but, but it's 100% 
certainly happening to other people. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, sure, there's, there's some looks I'll get now and then about people who are not necessarily our fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But any, I feel like maybe even talked about this on stage one time, and maybe it's in the book, how, like, some guys, like, tried to start a fight with you about being Indian. Well, what happened was I was in Boston, and it was after 9-11, and I was going to the Boston Public Library Benefit. So I was wearing a tuxedo, and I'm, like, rolling through Beantown thinking about cocktails. And I <laughs> come around a corner, and there are three Boston skinheads leaning up against a car. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, fucking, like, Boston, like skinheads are bad, but Boston skinheads are, like, supercharged, right? Because <laughs> they got those accents, too. Boston is, like, the south of the north, right? Accents. I mean, sure. it's, uh, so these fucking guys... <laughs> You know, and I'm like, fuck, man, because they're staring at me. And I and I start speed walking and <laughs> and one of them goes, hey, Muhammad, Islam sucks. Right. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, you know, I, I get it. I like I'm I'm like I'm not like I'm not religious. So any sense of like, you know, whatever, like uh, some of the things about like Islam and and like you know, women men separation those kind of bug me, and certain women can't drive in Saudi Arabia. That kind of bugs me, and but I can't really have that conversation with this bigot right now because he's <laughs> you know it's like I got to get the fuck out of here. Right? I got to go get some cocktails. I, I'm I, a tuxedo. I would say hey, there are things about Islam that bug me too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's not. You know, but I'm not. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm so not Muslim. I, and I my keep, name's Jay, by the way. Right. So I keep walking, and I'm like, okay, and then they chase me. And they surround me and they start shoving me. And they're oh, like, Jesus. fuck you, Muhammad. You fucking suck. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, after 9-11, I took one karate class because I thought life would be like a series of street fights. <laughs> and then I didn't take the fucking second karate class. I was like, <laughs> shit, I should have taken that fucking second karate class. Right. And they're shoving me and they're shoving me. And then one of them stops the other two and he goes, super troopers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Yes. And he goes, holy shit, dude, we're big fucking fans. <laughs> we're big fucking fans. And I was like, you know, I'm like, in my awesome, head, I'm dude. Like imagining awesome. like an outdoor screening of Super Troopers with like a big like burning cross and <laughs> all the guys look like heifer in here with their <laughs> shitty mustaches, bald guys, right? And he goes, was that really maple syrup? And I was like, were you really going to kick my ass? And they're like, oh, we're just having fun. We're having a good time with you. Oh, you know? Yeah, right. We're yeah. just pricks. And so these, then these fucking guys are like, can we take a picture with you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. I hope you took a picture with your own camera so you can be like, these guys, uh, minutes before this picture was taken, these guys were calling me Muhammad. Yeah. And tell me. You should I just mean, post that picture online and did like the Islamic fan club. <laughs> Those guys would have been like, oh my God, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you made us look like, oh, fuck you, That's dude. Right. We got kicked out of the fucking club. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but also, but uh, uh, some of it, the book in terms of racial stuff was about in the business, right? Like the obstacles in the business weren't there? Well, I mean, that's or a, opportunities that arose. In I the business. think that ultimately, like, like I mean, I was in a lot of plays in high school and college, yeah. and and I it was got to be the lead in a lot of those plays. I made you went and had to go watch those. Fucking I know plays. arsenic and old lace. Arsenic yeah. and old lace. I played Job and Job. Yeah, I had to go watch that. Job. I remember that because they they. Uh, I think that was that production. It was in the round, I think. It was in the, and, and what they wanted to do was make the audience as uncomfortable as yeah. possible because that was part of the experience. The yes, yeah, so you had to sit on the floor and like spin around. And that, for Heffernan, is like, fuck you. That's right. No, no. Right. Sit on the floor for two hours. Well, Job had an uncomfortable yeah. life, too. That's the point. <laughs> and I was like, change sake, I know you had nothing to do with that decision, I but I had to go sit there on the floor. 
Who directed that thing? Atlee Sproul? Jonathan Glatzer. Oh. Glatzer. Was that a kinetic theater? Yes, the man responsible for our lives. Yeah. That's right. So, That's right. yeah, but I mean, I was looking, I was, I remember my junior year, everybody went, you know, a lot of people went abroad to study for, you went to London, Kevin. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to try this show business thing, but I'm only going to do it if I can make strangers laugh. Okay. And so, because I'm like, you know, you guys laughing at my plays. I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, sure. whatever. So I, I went to Chicago and I got involved in the Improv Olympic and all this is in the book, by the way. All this in the book, and I Go. and I joined an improv team. Chris Farley was you know performing in the highest level, and I was in the lowest level. And our comedy group, our improv group, was so bad. The poor audience <laughs> was just <laughs> suffering. It was like them you watching Job. I mean, they sure. were just suffering. Sure, it was terrible. Bad improv is bad. I was with bad. Improvisers and I was a bad improviser. Right. We were just like shitting the bed, and I'm like, "This is not working. I'm not getting any strangers to laugh. So far, I'm not joining show business." So then I wrote <laughs> ten minutes of stand up, and I went cross town to a place called the Matchstick, and I drank five uh, uh, whiskey sours or vodka gimlets. I think vodka gimlets. Right. Smoked like twenty Camel Lights, and they called my name, and I went up, did my ten minutes in like five minutes. <laughs> just ran through it, and uh, but I got laughs. Yeah, yeah. strangers' laughs. Yeah, and I came back to Colgate. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. But uh, when I looked at the movie and TV screens, there were no Indians on them. No, it was Ben Kingsley had won for Gandhi. Obviously, but is he Indian? Half Indian. Okay, was, I always think of him as a Brit who played Indian. Yeah, well, I mean, but not a real Indian. That's yeah. why I still think about him, even though yeah. you said he's half Indian. Because I don't. No, his it. name is like. Uh, uh, he's got a very Indian name. Kings Rasekar? It's like Punjit Saib or something like that. Okay. Something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but that's the truth. I mean, he's half Indian. But, yeah. but I mean, the other Indians, like Peter Sellers played an Indian. Yes. Bertie Num Num. He was great in that movie, The Party. Right. But t- you couldn't pull that off today. Fisher Stevens played an Indian in Short Circuit 2. Couldn't a movie pull it off today either. My dad said was one of his favorite movies. He was. I mean, you have to give it to Fisher Stevens. He was pretty funny as that character. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad said, he goes, you got to see Short Circuit 2. And I said, Short Circuit what? 2 or just Short Circuit? 2. Okay. <laughs> and I said, why? He goes, there's an Indian in it. And I said, Dad, that guy's a white guy. And he goes, well, it's as close as we'll get. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> right. No. Well, I mean, that, I mean, maybe it would have been. But I just felt like I need to learn how to write my own parts. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and basically when I came back to Colgate to start that comedy group, yeah. this was in my mind. I'm like, I got to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to write my own way into the fucking business. Right. And so we wrote our own... Yeah. I mean, we yeah. started out, you remember, as, a co- as an improv group, and that yeah. went so fucking poorly. Yeah, that went to, didn't And go then well. uh, we switched to uh, <laughs> writing sketch because yeah. we were so bad. Did we improvise? I don't even remember. We were an improv group in the beginning. Well, that was the intention, sure. it was going yeah. so poorly, and you guys are like... Why are we doing this? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. I've just been bullshitting for. Because well, also we had no idea what we were doing. Well, you know, we would. I, like, I, I remember it's like we would in our writing sessions we would warm up by playing freeze tag and playing those games. <laughs> right. They were okay. Right. They were okay, and everyone's like, "This is going to suck." And then we switched hardcore to sketch. Yeah. And right. uh, we learned how to write, and then I learned how to direct. Right. And you know, if I had been a white actor, I would have never learned how to write or direct. No way. Because you would have just rode that I way. I rode out to Hollywood and fucking become a movie yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, right? I mean, that's what I would have done. I would have tried to. And do you think, do you think it's changed now? Do you think 
I mean, well, I mean, if you're asking me if I'm the Indian Jackie Robinson of comedy, yes. <laughs> I, I was not, but I oh, okay, no? I like that. I like that. I, so you are the first? Yeah. And so... It's does, Ben Kingsley and then me. <laughs> did it... Uh, Holy cow. I don't, think, I don't even count Ben Kingsley, so... Well, By the way, his his uh, his birth name is Krishna Banji. Yeah, Krishna oh. Banji. I didn't know that. Okay. I think his middle name is Pandit. Okay. I don't have that information here. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. You know what Fisher Stevens' real name is? What? Stephen Fisher. Really? Yeah. I don't like that at all. It blows your mind, right? It, it really, really does. does. I, don't, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> That's in the book. That's in there. That's in the book. That's chapter uh, one. But there's, a, I mean, the Indian entertainment industry, the you know Bollywood and whatever is huge and huge money makers. It's huge, but they, but they're not here. You know, here's what Indians love: Hollywood because they identify with the movie making business. Yeah, but they don't give a shit about our stars because they have their own stars. Like I was talking to, I, I, I met you're saying in India they don't give a shit about our the American they, stars. Yeah, they right? don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to one of the guys. Uh, who's like? Who was? He's like a major Indian movie star who was like pitched as a mixture of of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dustin Hoffman. Okay, and I can't picture that. I know. Short and muscular. I guess yeah. he did a lot of action, <laughs> but great action with a German accent. Yeah, but I asked him. I'm like, what? What are your favorite uh, Indian or Amer- what are your favorite American stars? And he said. Uh, Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz. And I was like, what about Brad Pitt? He said, nah. I said, what about uh, Gwyneth, Tom Cruise. Gwyneth Paltrow? He goes, nah. He goes, he goes and I said, if you're picking Latino actors. He goes, well, they, you know, they kind of look like us. Yeah, and I said, oh. oh they're the best. It, they're, that's a little racist that you're mm-hmm. like, you only like people who are brown hair and brown skin. He goes, yeah, that's what we like. We don't care about all these other people. Huh. And I was like, interesting. So you would be a fucking megastar Well, I, I don't know. Like, I can't... T- like, I, here's what was fun for me. Like, uh, a week ago, I was on the phone with, like, a telemarketer. Yeah. And we were talking about some credit card, something. And in the middle of it, he goes, I have to ask a question. Are you the Jay Chandrasekhar? <laughs> and I said, I am. He goes, oh, my. What an honor it is. To talk to you, sir. Oh my! Okay. And I said, "You know me?" He goes, "You are huge over here." Really? Yeah. I said, "Oh my god, that's, that's fucking amazing. great." You should make a Bollywood movie. I'm go- I was like, "I'm going, I'm going." I mean, that would be great if you went over to that. Yeah. But what what what's the comedy in Indian movies though? It's a different flavor. Well, right? it's a different. It's, well, the nice thing about those Bollywood movies is they do everything. Well, I know they sing, changed, they dance, they whatever. It's changing. Yeah. Like there is a whole like they're watching The Office. They're obviously watching our films. Yeah. They're watching Aziz. Like they're they're watching all this stuff. Yeah. And I watched a movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was a movie. It was like a little crime story. There was one song in the very very end. Okay, but the movie was just like a comedy. It was like an like a like there's sex in it. Uh, I mean, it's under the covers. Sure. But there's swearing. They say fuck a lot, and they're cracking jokes. And they're one guy's getting high. He farts. Okay, big I like guy that. queen, I like that. But it was like watching <laughs> us, like an Indian version of us, had right. made a movie over there. Right. Yeah. And I met the writer uh, was who came over here, and, and there, there's something happening over there that I think that we could, you know, that that they identify with. Right. You could, could we, you could jump on that, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on it. We should at least just shoot a movie over there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Call it sexy time. 
Sexy time. <laughs> Sexy time. Do something in Kashmir. Shoot something in Kashmir. I want to go to Kashmir. Kashmir. I mean, that's a disputed territory. There's two, the Chinese army and the uh, and the Indian army are like facing off in Kashmir and bombing and Perfect. shooting. Mm. Let's do it. But they have nice sweaters. Yeah, yeah. nice sweaters. But wait, Aziz is Indian or he's Pakistani? Aziz is Indian. And Kumail is Kumail what? is Pakistani. Okay. Dev Patel? Indian. Okay. Uh, do you see Lion? No. Great movie. No. You is should it? watch it. Is it's it? really great. But he's like, like I always thought he was kind of really goofy looking dude, but he's like really good looking. Jay, Lion. I hate to say it, but after 25 years, Kevin finally has a new Indian man crush. Yeah. Dev Patel. I've been watching Dev Patel looking all dashing. I'm like, what up, homeboy? Really looked dashing in that line. Really looked yeah. good. Yeah. Nice smile. What I heard, though, was he did an Australian accent. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Very impressive, yeah. He does an Australian accent, yeah. I guess it's not that impressive, but you th- you think, like, how could an Indian guy do an Australian Yeah, but you haven't seen it. I think that's probably what was impressive about it. I know you've never seen it. You, don't, you haven't seen it before. I mean, like, so when I'm like, I might, right? I mean, now. <laughs> right. Ooh, right. You've done an Australian You've done an Australian Do it again, accent. do it again. I might, let's go capture that kangaroo. That's, that's pretty, pretty good, good, bro. It's pretty good. They didn't call me for fucking lying. Fuck Dev Patel, bro. I bet you were on their short list, though. <laughs> I was. Me and Dev Patel. And, uh, sure. You could have played the brother. I don't know if you didn't see it, but there's like a like a crazy brother. You could have played the brother. Hey, Dev, I'm your crazy brother. <laughs> Let's go fuck a kangaroo. You could have been that guy. Um, are you, <laughs> that do you, would be awesome. That would be, if that was your one line in the movie, like, yeah. oh, his brother, he's a little bit soft in the head. <laughs> Yeah. He's the one. He's old, old kangaroo fucker. Oh yeah, here he comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jay Shane Prosecco. Let's go fuck a kangaroo. That's all he says. That's the runner throughout the movie, and then the last shot he is fucking. A but that's what you say to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Like Nicole Whoa. Kidman is your mom. Nicole Kidman, man, she and really you does fuck it a kangaroo for me. in the end, right? She does it for me. She does. Oh, I love her. I love everything about her. She's good in that movie. I've always loved her. And I always will. And I always will. Have you ever met her? I met her no. with Tom Cruise back at the Eyes Wide Shut premiere. Mm. How was that? Oh, it was great. I mean, it was a double whammy because it was like I did the height test with him and I was about a millimeter taller than him. <laughs> Nobody buys that. <laughs> but Nobody it's the truth. Bu- Nobody buys that. But it's the truth. Well, he is short. He, not Lemmy. I'm talking about Cruise. Oh, Cruise. Cruise. Cruise is fucking short. Oh. I thought you were talking about Lemmy. Right. Because he's okay. short, too. Right. He is very short. Yeah, but not as short as Tom Cruise. Okay. Barely. I'm just saying, I've been there, bro. He was very nice. I, I don't even want to disrespect him by calling him short. Sure. But Nicole Kidman, she was there. She was demure. <laughs> and she was taller. She was, she was like a porcelain doll. Sure. Beautiful. Just pleasant as I ever. I love her. Good actress. I love her. Great actress. Uh, now, in this book, are there situations where you tell some tales, maybe? You... Uh, are there people who are going to read this and be like, fucking Chandrasekhar? Well. Like, are there people going to be mad? I don't know. I mean, I changed a lot of names. Okay, okay. I told a story about. Like, Burt Reynolds is now Squirt oh, Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is not going to like the book. Squirt Reynolds. Well, I, you know what? Uh, I, I, I lived through some, through some of that, and I read your account of it, and I thought you were very uh, generous. I think you were very good to Burt Reynolds okay. in this book. You're very. I mean, you. you I just who, told the who story. Did you take out, who did you take out the hardest? Well, no, I. I know that the Burt Reynolds story was maybe something that you wrestled with telling, because uh, some of it was unfavorable. But for the most part, you're very glowing about Burt Reynolds. So it's like I love Burt Reynolds. I know you struggled with telling that story. Yeah, I love Burt Reynolds. I think my mustache in Super Troopers is an homage to Burt Reynolds. Mm. Right. You know, 
as yeah. well as Billy D. Williams, but really Burt Reynolds. And are you expecting to get some Burt Reynolds blowback on this book, you think? Or no? I don't know that Burt's going to read the book. Probably not. I will say this. I read Burt's book. So did I. You gave it to me. I lo- did you like it? It was great. That was fantastic. It was great. It was great. Yeah. And you read that, you're like, I love Burt Reynolds. And he didn't necessarily, I mean, he, he, he spoke unfavorably about people. Like he, didn't, he did. It didn't seem to bother him. He did. Right? I'm yeah. not saying that you spoke in favor of Burt Reynolds. I'm just saying that he uh, did in his book. It ain't all rosy about Burt Reynolds in this book. It's not, but it's like, it's more of like a function of age and where he's, in, and what he's accomplished in his life. And now here he is where he is. Yelling at me and Yelling at Baton you. Rouge. And, in, and he's got certain pains yeah. in his body. There's Physical nothing you can pains, do about yes. it. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't, I mean, I think it was fine. Okay. okay. Are you expecting anyone, like... Some of his people or something like that? No, to... I have a feeling it will pass without, uh, without comment from Burt Reynolds. Okay. But what the hell do I know? Sure. I don't, I don't know. Does he have people that would... Uh... Kick me out of show business? Yeah. I don't think so. Like, he wouldn't read it, but this guy's like, Burt, I read this book by that guy no, who directed I, I Dukes think... of Hazard. He didn't treat you very I think well. people are afraid of Burt Reynolds who are around him. They're yeah. probably worried that he might get ma- get mad. You think Lonnie yeah. Anderson will call him up? Yeah, I don't think. I, I think people are just going to try to not antagonize good old Bert. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, I told a story about a high school girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Like, I dated a girl who was in some plays with me, and she was um, an ad- like sexually adventurous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, like, we used, she used to, she, she was, we were in a play together, and she would insist that I have sex with her five minutes before, like, curtain call. Okay. So we could hear, like, 250 people on the other side of the wall. Applauding for and you. We would be, you know, we'd be having... <laughs> I mean, they, they were just talking. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Like, I, she, I would sleep over at her house, and her parents were just down the hall. And she would sneak into my room in, the, like, the middle of the night, and we'd have sex in the guest bed. Right. And once I, like, when I flipped the lights on... At the end, I was like covered in blood, and there was like a massive, like five foot stained center of blood Murderer. in the middle of the bed. And I was like, "Oh my!" She just had her period, okay. And I'm like, "It was all of my hands and face. It was just Gross. blood. It was like a like a slaughter the kangaroo." Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, "Oh my god!" Like faking, freaking, freaking out, yeah, because she loved the thrill of it all. Right, and so I'm like, then I go downstairs to I'm like stripping the sheets, and I'm like creaking through this old, like 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 Lake Forest mansion down to the uh-huh. uh, like uh, laundry room, and I'm in there like what, doing laundry at like two thirty in the morning, trying to be real quiet, and she walks in buck naked, and she's like, and I'm like. Put some clothes on. Are you crazy? And she goes, I'll put some clothes on, but only after you have sex with me on the on the laundry machine. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I got no choice. So I did that. And, and, and then, so I sold that story. I changed her name. Right. But then I was like looking on Facebook, which I do like once every four months, right? Right. And I happen to, like she happens to have like sent me a message. She oh, goes, boy. I heard you're writing a book. I hope you didn't write anything about our time. She did. She said <laughs> that. Uh, she's kind of cheeky because right. I'm sure she'd love it. She probably wants but it. But I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't ex- sort of expect to have to sort of uh, even right. answer for this. Sure. But you changed her name. So it's totally not like, changed her name. It's not like... Uh, yes. But she'll know. But she'll know. She'll know. And, and everybody who we went to high school will have some sense of who I'm probably talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. 
But you didn't burn bridges, though. I didn't burn bridges. Yeah. I, I, I really didn't. I mean, I, I loved all those people. I mean, you I, told your stories, but yeah. you, you know. But, you know, I, I told the story, uh, you know, about high school. and You know, I was inducted into the Lake Forest Academy Hall of Fame last fall in the arts. Right. But then I told my story about high school in this book. Yeah. And it includes some, uh, you know, some cocaine uh, action and... and you know, I wonder if the if the high school is going to be as happy having me up on that got thing it, got it. in the cocaine. It bit. depends who else is in that Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, I don't what know they, what, what they skeletons they have. Yeah, know? I don't know. I mean, I, I interestingly, I, I'm being inducted into my uh, Fountain Valley one this year. Congratulations! Did you get you. kicked out of that school? Uh, no, the other school. I, you out. I got. I was going to get <laughs> kicked out. I got no. I got in trouble at the very end, but I was already going to my other school. Regardless. Uh, Bob Weir also went there from the Grateful Dead. Okay, he's done some drugs. He was inducted the year before. They they're fine with it. Like he's done some drugs. They're psyched to have it. Right. I just went into very great detail of my life at Lake Forest Academy and all of the things that happened. That's all. I mean, right. If you're a kid there, you could, you could take the. I mean, you shouldn't take the advice that he did it. So I'll do it. But. I mean, I would have taken that advice, I imagine. Well, but also, I mean, I think if they're taking these stories from the book, there are other things in the book that I love are much Lake more Forest meaningful. Academy, and it's pretty apparent in the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another another uh, element of the book, which is kind of cool, is it's very kind of much like a seminar in independent filmmaking. I feel like, and certainly in the time period that we did it, where you talk about how that world works and what it takes to get a movie made and how you make movies, and I think a lot of people appreciate that when you read it. Yeah, I mean, I tried to make it feel like i don't know people are, are obviously interested in how to get our jobs you know and they and, I, and so i tried to like you know there's certain critical moments that i try to explain this is how you pitch the movie this is what happened when harvey weinstein read the script and right. didn't do it he could have could have kept it under miramax's umbrella but he said you can go make it if you want to this is the super trooper script uh and so you know like i i and then I get into very specific detail about how certain movies are financed or how they're made. So, well, because it's also it was a good period of time. It was that time where things were exploding, and we've talked about it in the past. But it's like guys like Linklater and Tarantino and Kevin Smith were were making these independent films, and it was for, kind of a revolutionary no period for yeah. little and, and money. You were uh, a witness to that, and then became a participant in it, right? Yeah, I mean, we were we were we were doing stage shows at the time, and. Uh, I got. I was working at that editing house, Film Video Arts, and then I got a job working for John Sloss, who was the attorney for Kevin Smith, Ed Burns, Whit Stillman. Kind of an independent film guru. He was kind a, of yeah, independent film finance. guru. John so, Sales, right? So, John Sales. So I was yeah. sort of watching it all happen right there. And then right around that time, MTV came to our show, and then they went to the States show. Yeah. And they were going to give a, 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 a TV show to one of us, us or the state, and they gave it to the state. And then we were sitting there watching. There was there was now on in terms of sketch shows. There was SNL, Kids in the Hall, um, in Living Color, and now the State. Yeah. And there was not a need for another sketch group show. So we then decided to turn to independent film because we yeah. were watching. I mean, you and I used to go, Kevin. You, you and I used to go to the Angelica Theater and watch Clerks and Brothers McMullen yeah. and Slacker and. And uh, yeah, and you were working with all those I was filmmakers. Working, I'm like, maybe yeah. we can do this. Yeah. And so I remember our first meeting on on uh, making a film. We talked about it, making a sketch movie. Yeah, 
we had all these sketches. We're like, how are we going to make the Greek Parthenon, you know, or how are we going to make hell? Yeah. And then we ended up digging out that that sixty pages of a script uh, about your uh, of my romance. relationship that became Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also. I mean, we used to have the short videos that we played between the the sketches. Yeah. At our show, and that was oh, that was so much fun to go shoot, and you could do different things when you were shooting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, those those films. But that's what's out. cool. I think about this book also is that those accounts of of uh, of, of of how that stuff happened and the time period that was going on and how we kind of carved out a niche of doing these kind of more, I don't know, I guess commercial comedy kind of things in this other independent world. I thought, I thought, and going to Sundance, you tell the story about going to Sundance and all that great stuff, you know? I think fans Meeting will appreciate Patrick that. Swayze at Sundance. Oh, you tell that story? Picture's in the book, too. Yeah. There's a picture in the book of it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, tell me also, like... Uh, Another interesting thing to me is, and we've talked about this a bunch, was uh, it's a different exercise, like writing a book. Like, we've written scripts, we've written all kinds of stuff, but this is your first attempt at actually sitting down writing a book. How is it different than the way you, what well, you've written before? The pressure is on because I think people think, ah, you know, you can, you can write TV or you can write a movie, but can you really write, you know, can you really write? And so there's a lot of, like, like... Um, defensive pressure that you don't want to be like perceived as a total idiot right in terms of what intellectually you mean yeah intellectually can you put together a whole story can your what's your sentence structure like sure you know and so what kind of prose do you write yeah and and to some degree that you think that the the people in new york are going to be judging the first thing you send to them because they're all like these highfalutin kind of literary types so I was under. I mean, I made sure I, I sent them like draft six or seven. Yeah, and you know, and and you don't you don't a hundred percent know if you can do it really. Yeah, because you've never written anything. Like I've written term papers that are thirty pages long, but they were okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not like uh, millions of people are going to read your term no. papers or want to. You got to make no, but, make this something people want to digest. Yeah, and so you sat. I sat down. I'm like, did you have to give them a sample? Of I, yeah, first? I wrote seventy pages. Uh, which is sort of the opening of it, which is the beginning of my life, kind of. And then I jumped into Super Troopers and wrote like 35 pages of that, what that might be. Right. And then they read it and they're like, okay, yes, I see where this... You can write one and two, I can see... you know. And I gave them a chapter list of, of all the other chapters I would do. And, uh, and then once you make that list, you're like, I guess I'll just write the stories of each chapter. Yeah, and part of it's like okay, first time I got drunk, first time I lost my virginity, whatever it is, all those things, you know. And so you you have a bunch of stories you can tell that you already do tell, and then I'm like, okay, I'll tell the story of each movie, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But they they're not necessarily like the like the Super Trooper story is the story of you know the origin of it, uh, and then all the way through finance, writing it, financing it, making it, casting it, all that stuff. The Club Dread story is a really a story about our macho contest down there. Where right. We were having breath-holding contests and putting our arms into, like, buckets of uh, beer ice. and ice yeah. for 10 minutes. And, you know, the firecracker bowl, you know, mm-hmm. like, all these, like, Mexican macho stories. And then also in there are when the Bound Company came down and fired me. And then, <laughs> like, there's all sorts of, like, they're not li- just linear... Sure. You know, stories like the Dukes of Hazard story is it talks about me 
getting you know like Jessica Simpson wanting the part of Daisy and me not wanting her to have it and then her outfoxing me and Billy Gerber like all of these like little ins and outs of That's like great. casting and how Warner Brothers had the strong desire for her to be Duke, Daisy Duke and I said I'll step off the movie you can just hire her and they're like no like it's just all this like you know there are all sorts of like getting high with Willie Nelson and all sorts of things like that yeah. so but it's also you find this like I, what I found interesting was that uh you settle into a certain cadence that's different too. I feel like, like it's different than the dialogue or the script that you write. That there's a there's a certain conversational cadence that you need to do when you write a book like this, and that's a different kind of writing. I feel like it is a different kind of writing, and I, and I couldn't pin my style. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, but it's there. Yeah. I think you all be, you all have your own internal style. Yeah, and if you sit down to write a book, you know yours might be, right? You know very. Regimented boring. and anal, and yours boring. might be wild, Lemmy. Like he, yeah, might, duck. he might write the last chapter first. Right. He might write and the then last start chapter that first. Way. I might. I just might. In <laughs> fact, that's a great idea. But I mean, I, I tell the stories of putting together the comedy group, like the first time I yeah. met Kevin yeah. uh, when we were 18 in the, in the foyer of our fraternity beta. I told the story of you stealing his coat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then you being drunk and coming to the audition. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bohan, you know, oh, Bohan. telling you to go to the audition, and you're did like, you call oh. her Kathy Bohan? Yeah, and you're like, oh, I already, I already had a couple beers, and <laughs> you know how you all used to always Figures tell your money. girlfriend that you wanted to be an actor, and yeah. she goes, well, that's strange because you've never auditioned for a play, <laughs> and then how you're like, no, I was in a in a in a rapping uh, in a Argentinian jeans commercial, sure. close, close <laughs> enough, you yeah. know, <laughs> Bobby Brooks break jeans, break dancing, right. that's break right. dancing. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I tell, I tell, I tell all the stories. Yeah, no, there's a lot of fucking great stories. Was there ever that insurmountable thing? Where it's like, holy shit, I'm not going to finish this book. Like, holy shit, I got to write 250 pages. I'm you don't because do you you, don't, you shouldn't approach it that way. You just yeah. have to approach each chapter as a thing, and it's that's going to be somewhere between 15 and 50 pages. Yeah, but it's just tell the story. Yeah, all you have to do is tell the story, and then each one is its own kind of thing, and and then it's not intimidating. What was that moment when you gave the full thing to the editor for the first time, and they read it? Like, did they come back and give you notes, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, a lot of structural what they, notes, like you, you, sort of. I think a lot of them is like, can we make this chapter a little shorter, or okay. can you talk more about, like, can we really expand these super troopers? Chap, like this chapter. Can you talk about casting each character? Yeah. Can, you know, because they, they wanted, you know, I think ultimately they want to try to snag Super Troopers fans in because there are more of them than sure. anything else. Yeah. And so they want to make sure the, the book is super satisfying for them. Yeah. I mean, they're into the other stuff too, but they just, you know, they wanted, they wanted to make sure certain things were in it. Was, right. was there a, an autobiography or a memoir that you used as a guideline i you know i like that one kitchen confidential did you ever read that one it was uh it was that chef who kind of uh yeah i, I didn't read it yeah. it's a really like dead honest memoir about the cooking business mm. yeah and it became like a huge book because people are like reading about like like in it he's like you should never order swordfish because there because there are all these little, like like worms and parasites it. yeah and he goes and never order seafood on a sunday night because it's we get it, we get it shipped in off the boats on a Thursday, and by Sunday it's it's just we're putting it into stew and whatever. 
And but <laughs> right. he talks about doing a lot of cocaine in in the kitchens and and jacking off in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, there's sex in it, and it's a really like honest uh, or portrayal of the. At least it feels honest. So I, I thought I'd attempt to try to do some version of that. Will you write another book? I will write another book. Okay, but uh, we talked about fiction or nonfiction, or what? Are you you're thinking written, about doing? I've a written about book? fifty pages of a novel. Okay, and uh, I, you know, that's a detective novel. No, no, it's not a detective novel. It's like a novel about like an affair that happened within my friend group, where 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 I was friends with these couples and. The husband of one couple and the wife of another couple were secretly fucking, and okay. I, I just want to. I have a funny take on that. Uh, I think the problem is like, yeah, I've written this book, but writing the stories of your life is—I don't want to say easy, but it's not hard because you know what happened, right? Yeah, I mean that's what to me. Like you just talked about, like you pick a story, you pick, make it a chapter, you write the story. You just write the story. The 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 fictional stuff is like you know. I don't know, you know, that's like that anxiety is like, I don't know that I can do it. I think I can do it. Yeah. But I'm going to try to do it. And they they may not want to buy it. You never never know. See how this book does. I got to say this. Writing books is so satisfying and so fun. Why? Why? Like we talked about, why? Why do you like, that's what I'm interested in. Why? Why do you feel? Because you don't have to ask anybody's permission. Yeah. There's no budget. You you're ter- in terms of like you know when you make movies, there are so many people who have to say yes. Yeah, you're saying. Do you, book, you just will you it. finance a story about yeah. five cops in Vermont? Yeah. No, the answer was no a hundred times. Right. No, finally right. someone did it. But this, you know, I, it's like stand up. I mean, stand up is like you just go do it. You just go do it. You Nobody write the joke and you do it. And yeah. this same with you know I can. Now, granted, somebody may not buy your book. Yeah. But the exercise of writing these stories is so satisfying. It's so fun. It's so consuming. Like I strongly recommend to both of you yeah. to write down the stories of your life, no matter what, because they're so fun to do. Yeah. Even if you don't publish them, they're so sure. fun to do. Did you go back and jog your memory in any way, or was it just like... Well, when you write start writing these stories, like these memories start flooding sure. forward. Yeah. And then some people, like, like I called friends from high school, I'm like, do you remember that thing? And they're like, yeah. And they tell me of their view of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Were there things that you were writing about where, that you were like, I don't know if I want to tell this story? Yeah, I wasn't sure I wanted to tell the story of how I, like... In high school, how I narked on my freshman roommate and got him kicked out of school for smoking pot, <laughs> right. and then subsequently turned into a huge pothead and then a cokehead. I was yeah. unsure if I should tell that story. Although, you know, objectively, like hearing that, and I've heard you tell a story before, like that to me is actually like a very poignant story to tell because there's, there are lessons to be learned in that. You know, which is about judgment and things like that, and ultimately you become the person that you are narking on. That's right. Which, I, which is what I thought was nice about the way you wrote it. It, it, it. You know, a lot of times in these books, uh, guys end up just sucking their own dicks. You know what I mean? Not to say that you don't suck your dick here and there, but uh, a very nice dick. Yeah, but uh, did you? Ha- that was definitely a story that was not as favorable. Toward to you, I'm not. But the you learn from it. I'm not yes. the hero of that, and you story. and you admittedly say that. So yeah. here's a story where I am not going to suck my dick on. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and uh, I tell this to you first because I'm going to suck my dick every <laughs> yeah. other chapter, right? Because every other chapter I'm going to suck the dick off myself. Yeah. But what chapter you, no. do you think you suck your dick off yourself the most? <laughs> I mean, 
I've never even considered how much I've sucked my own dick in this book, but now just writing a book is probably sucking your own. Oh, it absolutely dick. is. I mean, absolutely you know, is. It's a picture of my a cartoon of my face on the cover uh, of your with dick. a dick. Yeah. On it. But I remember growing up when you read, you know, you read like sports guys autobiographies, and like they suck the dicks off themselves. You know right. I and mean? you're like. Okay, here we go. Let's get Chandler Shaker suck some dick. But then you told some stories that were not as favorable, if, if which the, I think is interesting. If the illustrator of the cover of your book had said, can you uh, shoot me over a photo of your dick? Because I'm going to draw it onto your face. <laughs> would you have done it? Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I would have fucking done it. I don't it. know that this... I have to tell you, now that I look at it, it does look like a dick. Yeah. I mean, especially because right. you're looking at this upside down. I mean, that's just that's a plain old hairy dick right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Look at that thing. It's true. Pretty sizable that way, too. It's a pretty good brown dick. Not yeah. bad. Um, all right, so let's see. You know see. it could also We're, be? Oh, go if, ahead. If you look at it, like, it kind of looks like, if you put eyeballs on where the testicles are, it looks like a mad scientist with, like, it hair. It does. Sure. Like, sure. Anyway. Or maybe one of those um, trolls with the hair sticking up in the front. Sure, sure. Um, okay. What's the date again? March? March 28th. It comes out in bookstores everywhere and online. Okay. And, but people got to go. Buy pre-sale, pre-sale, right? Go Look, on right buy, now and buy it. If you're going to buy the book, getting a pre-sale will help me. And maybe you don't care about helping me. Then just buy it normally. Sure. But if you want to help me a little bit, then buy it in pre-sale. And if you don't want to buy it, then don't buy it. Sure. But I think you should buy it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> got a lot of great... yourself. Uh, it's got a lot of great things. If you're a fan of, of Broken Lizard, you'll hear all those stories... But it's also got some cool stories about how to make films and also, like I said, these kind of more kind of racial elements, which I think are very interesting. So there's a little bit of something for everybody in that book. And if you don't read, I did the audio book. You did? Yeah. Oh, I wonder, so you recorded it? Yeah. Your own voice? I went in uh, and, and it took six sessions Holy of, shit. of doing that. And do you read it word for word? Word for word. And there's certain okay. things that... Like, I would say there are about eight or ten little variations I made, but it's really the book. Okay. That's what it is. Variations because uh, you thought things in a new way or because they people won't understand sound, it? They just don't sound like they look better written than the way they sound. Do you do a lot of Indian accent in it? Oh, yeah, I do some. Oh, I man. do some, that's, yeah. That's like <laughs> that's great. velvety butter, right? Do you there? feel like, I mean, that that's the way you should read this book now? Just go get the audio one and just listen to well, it? Well, do you, do, do you read should it? Should I like, do the whole book in an Indian accent? You are about to read <laughs> Mustache Riders by J. Well, Chandrasekhar. for the Indian market, I, yes. I think people don't appreciate the fact that you, you're putting on an accent right now. Yeah. Like you're like you Devin Bell doing an right Australian here. accent. Yeah, that's your American accent. Right. I'm an Indian actor who's putting on this accent. Yeah. Fuck you, Dev Patel. What up? Um, okay, get the get the the you, book you, on tape then. Fuck do it. you read the book on tape like uh, Bob Evans? Like, did I get a number? You bet I did. Yeah, yeah. Was I, I happy about it? I was no. very influenced by Robert Evans' uh, book on tape. The kid stays in the picture mm-hmm. when you're reading it. I read that book. I, I listened to the tape multiple times, and I watched the documentary. I loved that. Sure, book. it's great. That's a great one. And so when I read this book, I'm like, I got to really. I got to try to get a little bit of that magic. Now, did the technician who was recording it? Did they listen to your thing, or were they just like, okay, you they, done? You no, ready? They they claimed they're like, <laughs> oh my god, that story is funny. But you're like, you're being paid to be here. I know. I mean, I, you know, like <laughs> you, you got to every day. You got to be careful when your agent tells you how great you are. Did they? <laughs> did yeah. they? Did they direct you to be like, will you do that? Because, like, for instance, I saw that there was a, a, a dialogue segment from, I think, Super Troopers from the opening scene, like some like actual script uh, presentation with lines from the stoners. Like, did they say, can you perform that better? Uh, 
No, but I, I did takes where I'm like, I did it in uh, all American accent, like my, some conversation with my father. Then I did it with an Indian accent. I'm like, what do you th- what do you think? They're like, do the Indian accent. So I kind of tried to perform a lot of people's voices, like Harvey Weinstein's voice, and right, nice. You know, oh, that's gonna be. I might have to get that. You do know. you do? I don't know if if we're mentioned in the book. I mean, I know we're mentioned in the book, but like, do you do our voices? <laughs> uh, yeah, but that that there's no spin. Like you don't have a you know. Come on, you, do mine. Do you have? I mean, a really high voice. Hey, come on, guys. Come on, do mine. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's Latin. That's Argentinian. Oh, oh, okay. What well, do Heffernan? Do Heffernan? Oh, top of the morning to ya. There you go. I see. There I you go. I got it. There you go. Um, I love that. I don't have a Heffernan imitation. Um, all right. Oh, so I the book Mustache Shenanigans, Jay Chandler Sekar. You can get it now, pre-sale. Get it wherever you get books. Get those pre-sales. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Thank you. Go Thank get you. it up. Get it up. Thank you uh, can I ask some questions first before we leave? On other stuff? To me or to Steve? To you. Oh, sure. Um, last week we had, uh, just while you're here, why not get a quick thought out of you? Last week we did uh, a tribute to Paxton. We told a bunch of stories about Paxton. Yeah. And uh, and how devastating we were, devastated we were to hear about the news. Um, you, do you think, maybe you think about Bill lately? You think about Paxton stories? <laughs> he and I went down to um, West Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah. Uh, after Club Dread was finished to show Jimmy Buffett the movie because yep. he wanted his blessing. Yeah. And so we flew down together, and when we landed in West Palm Beach, I mean, by the way, flying with Bill Paxton, but everybody's coming up to him. I mean, everybody's coming sure, up to him. Sure, sure. And so we're walking through West Palm Beach Airport, and people come up to him, be like, hey, Bill Paxton, I love you in Twister. And he'd pull out a 20, go, here you go, man, thank you very much. And A $20 bill? A $20 bill. <laughs> And he got approached, I'd say, 10 times on the way to baggage claim. And he keeps handing out 20s. But like to, to like strangers. baggage handlers or no, like strangers. to reimburse them for Like a woman movie. will go up like, Bill, I love you. There you go, babe. You're awesome. And he handed her a 20. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, always carry a roll of 20s. Those people are going to be buying tickets and they'll take a friend. It'll, it'll work out in your favor in the end. Wow! <laughs> really? I was like, oh my. you gotta have a lot of twenties, bro. Yeah, yeah a lot. He had a roll of twenties yeah. in his pocket. You never do that, though. I don't care. I'm not gonna fucking I don't hand do out twenties. I know. I wouldn't hand That's out a fucking funny. dime. <laughs> I'm tight fisted. That's funny. God, that's funny. I love that guy. Um, all right, what else are you doing? You got. Uh, let's hit up what else you're doing. You're, you're directing a pilot, right? Are you directing a pilot? I'm doing a pilot for ABC. Uh, uh, I can't really talk about the details of it. Okay, can you talk about what? Show it's related Tim to Tim Meadows is in it. Okay, I could say that Brian okay. Callum. Okay, it. okay. Uh, funny, gonna be funny. Uh, right. So you do that. You're gonna do the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Direct a pilot. I'm going to Spokane, Washington. Mm. You got some stand-up dates. Hit them. In, in what do you got? April, I think the th- April 13th. Okay, I'll, I'll put the dates on my website. Okay, Spokane, Washington. We did that Spokane Comedy Club. Great, great club. Great, really great. Great club. Great, great audience. It's a lot of fun. True crew, if you came and saw us, go see Chandra Sekar. Thank got, you. Actually, that's the first time we ever got protested. It was the same weekend as the as the women's march, and this yep. was a religious group that was protesting outside our show. And I asked the manager, "Does this happen every weekend?" He said, "No, it's the first time." And they were they were protesting us, saying, uh, "You know, it's like the Bap- Westboro Baptist Church type." Yeah, yeah, you're laughing at sinners or something to that effect. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. They were across the street. Yeah, there was yeah. it was it was more uh, kind of interesting to us than, than okay. disruptive in any way. Yeah. I mean, and in fact, like it four, gave us four people. He gave us more material. We were like, hey, we're yeah. being protested outside. 
<sighs> yeah, we did a whole okay. opening bit about the protesters. That's all right. That's great. Well, my my act is all religious, so uh, good. Then they'll have some other protests. Yeah. So don't. But no, the crowds me. up there are great, man. Spokane right. Comedy Club. All right, so you're gonna be there in April, and then I'm going to Good Nights Comedy Club in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right, you're gonna go to North Carolina yeah. in April, also, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Teach them how to love down there. I'll bro. teach them how to love. Love and peace, man. Love and peace, baby. Will you bring a swastika with you? You mean because it's the symbol of, of love and yes. peace and unity? And it was stolen. Well, you're saying that. T- well, Explain. It was, the swastika it was, is the Sanskrit symbol for peace and unity. Right. And, uh, and those cocksuckers stole and it. And those cocksucking uh, Nazis stole it from the Indians. That's right. You go to India, you'll see it, the swastika all over all the, te- the temples. Yeah. And you're, I, was, I was with my mom like, what the hell's going on over here? <laughs> and she said, that means peace and unity. And I'm like, motherfucking Nazis. I didn't hate them before, but now I really do. <laughs> they now the they line. cross the now line. They cross the line. Those goddamn Nazis. But, you know, I, I just gave it to them. I don't, I don't travel with that symbol on my stuff anymore. Okay. Not after I saw that. Sure, you can't. It's hard to take it back now. Right. You can't. You can't. Take that symbol yeah, back. Yeah, you can't be like, well, actually, it yeah. means peace and love. All right, so you got uh, Spokane, you got uh, Rally, Rally, and uh, you're, you're Colbert going on the, on the 27th. Yeah, All right, at least, oh, at least I got yeah. one more. Go. In Chicago on the 28th, I'm doing of March? a. Uh, of March. I'm doing a uh, sort of an, an interview, a live interview, and a, and a little bit of reading at the uh, Music Box Theater. Okay. Oh, nice. Who's going to read? A little bit of reading, and I'm going to be interviewed by a, a journalist there uh, right. about the book. That'll be fun to go out there and read. When you read in public, will you do the accents? Like I'll do the accents. About? And then afterwards, I will take pictures, and I will sign the books. Oh, good. So everyone should go see that. Book Chicago. signings. Book All right, signings. Chandler's got a book signing. Those are fun. Where is that again? Uh, the Music Box Theater the Music in Chicago. Box Theater on the 28th of, of, uh, of March. That's right. Okay. And that's the day the book comes out. The day the book comes out, I'll be in my home. Town. That'll be fun. Oh, that's great. You know, that's like great. on the spine of this book, it's got the the illustration against the tiny, tiny dick. Little tiny dick on the spine. <laughs> yeah, Yo, tiny dick. Yeah. So, like, if somebody's like in the bookstore and the and the just sees the spine, like, oh, it might be might be about dicks. Might be about little tiny dicks. This book. I really am looking for a book about tiny dicks. I can't believe they put a dick on the cover of my book and didn't even. I mean, right in the middle of it. I didn't even notice it. We get up in a tiny dick. It's obviously a dick. Uh, it is, but you know that's all right. I mean, that's there's right. no time to change it now. It's that's too late. Right. Too late. Um, all right. Will you go back home and look in the mirror and wonder if you have a dick nose? Uh, <laughs> now I like will. that's a representation of me. Yeah. Wait now a second. I oh will. my god, my I nose mean, is a, a cartoon. I think it looks great. Thank you. It is. A, I think it's a fun thing. Thank you. you. Should make t-shirts out of that, bro. Yeah, it's a good looking thing. We'll, we'll sell it on our merch site. All right. Do it. Mustache shenanigans, everyone. Get the book. Uh, thank you, Jay Chandler Sekar. Thank you very much. Thanks for uh, coming back. This is like your eighth visit or some shit like that, right? Uh, I have to have taken the title. At you're, you're by far and away of the title. Taking it from Soder. Um, How many times is, what is this? Your fourth or fifth time? This has got to be his fourth. This fifth time. Fifth time. Yeah, I think. Thanks, Chukru. What are we chewing? Are we going to chew on the way out? Yeah, let's chew some shit. What are you going to chew? On the way out. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go... Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, ask Jay first. Why, I should ask Jay what he's chewing? All right, what yeah, are you going to chew, Jay? Guest. I'm going some to, nose dicks? I'm going <laughs> to... A little nose dick. A little nose dick? I'm eating uh, lizard tongues. Okay. Okay, lizard tongue. I'm going to just go with a big old juicy burger right now. It's been a while. You did? Yeah. I haven't had one in a long time. Okay, I'm going with uh, buffalo wings. 
Okay. Just for the fuck of it? Just because they're fucking delicious. They are, aren't they? And you guys just say what you have, but you don't actually chew anymore? Is no, we, no, we do. Oh, now, yeah. we're gonna, now we're going to chew it. I see. So okay. we you know, just present it and then chew it. Let people know. And then we go on the way out. All right. Chew it. I hope people Blood chew up. with us, too. Chew it. Sometimes Blood they do, sometimes they don't. All right, chew crew. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon Sekar. We'll talk to you guys next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 